hope the new office I work in is pro karaoke because I will be the guy who does something, who does a cringe banger, <laughs> like <laughs> like the back touch. <laughs> and I'll think it's awesome and the bar will be staring at me and I'll say, I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet. <laughs> Just going to get will that, be... uh, that blank stare. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Should we get going? <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. Uh, Patreon right. is getting fed today. I know. It's getting, yeah, they're getting their money's worth. Uh, welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a job about one thing, watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we will be talking about Season 3, Episode 8, Crazy Eyes Killa. But before that, what's the deal with stuff from our last episode, The Corpse Sniffing Dog. We really only had two things on, and it was sort of like an afterthought. And I mentioned how unofficial the homework was because i haven't done it i normally do it when i'm editing the episode and i I haven't gotten around to that yet uh so but the only thing i wrote down was where did we recognize phil who by the way on imdb is credited as bald chef uh and not even his name which he says it's like maybe in the first line of the show so give him his name for crying out loud i know um and kate flannery who popped up as a cop with very few lines if any uh, so let's start with uh, Bald Chef, who was played by Ian Gomez. And uh, just looking uh, briefly over his IMDb page, he's just one of these character actors who has been in a bill. He has 100 credits on IMDb. Damn. So he's just been in everything from, oh, he was on Norm, which was the Norm MacDonald show, right? <laughs> uh, he was on Melrose Place, Murphy Brown, uh, Missing Persons. Uh, he was in the movie rookie of the year which is maybe one place i recognize him from as odd bellman which it which is sounds like a name but i think is once again a character uh description but i, <laughs> I would love his name it's, yes hello i'm odd, odd bellman yeah it's not odd <laughs> bellman it's just that he is an odd bellman odd bellman yeah <laughs> you got to make sure you put the emphasis oh he was on <laughs> cougar town uh on for oh, 102 yeah. episodes yeah so okay, maybe that's, that's where that's a how lot i recognize people... his face yeah, and I recognize him from another sitcom. He was on the Drew Carey show a ton. Oh as, my god, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. And Felicity, he had a big part in supposedly, which I never watched, but um I know it was popular. And he was in both My Big Fat Greek Weddings with fellow Curb Your Enthusiasm alum Nia Vardolos, who plays Larry's lawyer or something like that, who charged him for reading the script. So yeah, he's in he was in both of those. Ian Gomez. And Kate Flannery, what was she up to around, what was this, 2001 or 2002? Uh, 2002. 2002. She, first of all, Pennsylvania girl, born in Philly. Um, and I don't know, do, do we claim the Philly people? I know. It's, it's such a weird thing about, every other state I've lived in is like, yeah, Virginia. It's not like, well, in some instances, they're like, no, Northern Virginia is different. That's D.C. or whatever. <laughs> but if somebody's from Virginia, it's like, yeah, Virginia. But if someone's from Pennsylvania, it's like, where where from middle yeah, which, or which east side, or west yeah which side, which side? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and she was in second city's national touring company an original member of chicago's annoyance theater where she appeared in appeared in over 15 shows including the miss vagina pageant <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and the real live brady bunch and the lampshades her cult comedy lounge act with veteran improver scott robinson has been running in hollywood and in comedy festivals all over the country since 2001 oh my god and was seen at the u.s comedy arts festival in aspen at some point i guess and it was new york magazine's la pick for 2006 and declared best (laughs) saturday comedy show of the year by la weekly so 
you know, well ensconced in the L.A. comedy slash improv scene around this time. So, again, makes total sense that she would pop up on something like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, not her first on-screen role, though. She was in. She had some some roles like Ridiculous Writer and stuff like mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> in in other movies. Cafe Waitress, and before Curb, she had a recurring role in five episodes for an MTV show that ran from June to September. It's not often when you talk about a TV show. It's like, oh yeah, it ran you know for a couple of years. It's like now ran for a couple months, mm-hmm. um, and it was called spider games and it was like a soap opera kind do you remember undressed on mtv no it was like a like a scripted soap opera teen style show um called spider games the last episode was a cliffhanger but mtv didn't pick up the series for a (laughs) a second so i guess it's about a video game producing family and the unexpected murder of the patriarch who is in control of the company so yeah she was on that for five episodes and then and then got this small role as cop number two in <laughs> the corpse Hiving dog so all right that is all our homework from there we go i did it on the fly you did but it what, Good job. yeah let Proud us uh, let us consult the book uh in this episode finally we get an in this episode section to get hunter oscar the dog i like when dogs have different names you know yeah i like i like when they have people names yeah have you ever have you ever met a dog named tim because i've met a dog named ted and it was a very surreal experience <laughs> i met a dog named murphy and okay. it was almost the same because this was in mississippi where a lot of people called me murphy because that's what i went by on the radio and so every time someone yelled murphy like at when i was over at this person's house i would like turn around and i got very confused like murphy get off the couch i'm like oh oh, oh god no. <laughs> okay see i i, uh, I was over at someone's house and uh I, I hear someone say teddy teddy come here and i'm like what <laughs> what and and uh someone looks at me and says no not you i'm like <laughs> Oh, I'm no, just it is me. So co- I'm just so <laughs> confused right now. That's why I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> Teddy like me or Teddy like the dog? <laughs> is, is your name is your name Teddy? <laughs> no. Anyway. But in this case, yes. Uh, but I like when dogs have an actor name. Like I'm playing a character. Like Hunter is playing the character of Oscar. Where uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Hunter has no idea he has either name. He just knows yes. there's like a sound that humans make, like that humans bark. That sounds like his name, and sometimes he gets treats when they say Hunter. You know, it's like, why give a dog a, a different name? <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny. Yeah, to like me. Well, like watching like the credits of a of a movie with animals, and it's like, and uh, Preston was played by Scruffy. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's always, okay. Yeah. Why? Like for some reason, I know that Eddie on Frasier. Do you know Eddie the dog's real name? No. Moose. I don't know why <laughs> I know that. But I think why? it's because I like this phenomenon of giving, yeah. Like, Moose would be a funny name for, the, why did they have to rename him Eddie? It never had anything to do with any episode. <laughs> like, nope, can't be the dog's real name. We got to make, we got to make ourselves, we got to give ourselves an additional challenge where we have to make this dog answer to two names. And when he's here, <laughs> it's this name. And when he's over there, it's that name. As if dogs don't get confused easily enough already. Yeah. Like, that's uh it, it just cracks me up that they that they give themselves all that extra work all right here's the dog hunter uh, that's going to be his name on the show no of course not what are you an idiot no but hunter to get hunter to focus on where the bra is buried in the restaurant the dog handler placed a pile of ham underneath the rubber floor mat 
Mm-hmm. So mystery solved there. The dog likes ham. <laughs> I don't know why they... <laughs> I mean... When Larry returns to the Broadies to get back Oscar, look closely and you'll see David delivering this line to the sky in order to get through the scene without laughing. How's the uh, how's the dog working out? Hmm, okay. I guess he was breaking a lot and then decided to look up because he couldn't look the person in the face. So there we go. <laughs> Two very interesting bits of trivia from the book. Yeah. Thank you. Just This book just paid for itself. <laughs> yeah, that. it did. Wow. I mean, we've, uh, we've had a couple of uh, bad uh, from the book segments Th- these are these were both great yeah um and then there's one little larry in action segment where he's talking about wanting to put the partitions in the bathroom and wanting a little pee privacy as he says so all right that's all from the book and uh i guess that's all i got all right we got any uh other news or anything i don't think so okay all right uh well if you have never listened to us before we are not a research heavy show despite the last 30 some minutes hey. pre-edit being a, a lot of uh, of uh, research and bullshit. We like to have our questions pop up naturally in the run of the episode and assign them to ourselves the week following as though we are giving ourselves homework. Uh, I've never seen these episodes before. Tim hasn't seen these episodes before in the last 20 years. If we egregiously skip over anything, if we miss something, please send us an email or send us a tweet. It's at NoHugging on Twitter or NoHuggingNoLearningShow at gmail.com. Both those links are down in the description or on the show description page on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Speaking of Apple Podcasts and Spotify, if you like us, you can give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating on Spotify. It really does help out the show. I, I promise that. I'm not just saying that. If you like us a little bit more than the people who give us a rating and a review, you can join our Patreon community where for five bucks a month, you can get early access to every single episode we release as well as clipped content out of most of our episodes. We're going to have a, a lot out of this one because uh, before we even began, <laughs> like, like flirting with the idea of starting the show, we had been recording for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff so, though really entertaining yeah, stuff good, good stuff so there, there's gonna be a lot uh from from this episode and it's all uh, neatly organized i am super anal about that on uh, on the the patreon feed but uh like i said for five bucks a month you can join the likes of tamara the guys and gals over at the idiotville podcast josh steen john and kathleen murphy tim's parents mm-hmm. uh will hall danica Ligorio, nick kudla don queso nathan collins and megan stolarski thank all of you for for keeping us going oh by the way i, I, um, I, I say I, I say keeping us going like that that's our our <laughs> both of our collective only reasons to live <laughs> yeah if you stop we'll stop the podcast we have, <laughs> we have no other reason to keep doing this um you by the way you I, I think you say it that way every week and it's never occurred to me to correct you but it, you know certainly when i read it the first time that's the way i read it but it's danica Danica. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck. I'm sorry. I don't know sorry. why it always. No, it's fine. <laughs> I should have corrected you earlier because you. She's not I've your said neighbor. It like three or four times. Yeah, she's if, your neighbor. If not more. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I always just it always just breezes past me because because that's what I I still see that when I look at it and I have to <laughs> when I look at the word I that's what I hear but when I look at her I hear you know I'll, I'll my brain will say the real <laughs> pronunciation but anyway there we go. <laughs> And and it's oh also she's not the I think you said that John explained her husband explained that mm-hmm. she's just the one who has the Patreon account. So yeah, if we're up I, to I her, 
she wouldn't be a patron. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. So, so thank you, Danica, for for uh, giving for your John. husband your your Patreon login. I'm, I'm sure you will not hear this, but John definitely will, and he can yeah. tell you, hey, a funny thing happened on the show today that I listened to, and she'll be like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, we only use correct names of people who don't share passwords. That's why yes, my parents' yeah. names are read correctly. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I'm I'm down to give people fake names. I know Don Queso is uh, Adam Webb who likes all of his all of our Twitter oh. stuff. Uh, so if you want a fake name, just let me know. I'll give you a fake name. We'll uh we'll we'll go wrestling with this, you know. <laughs> but you, ass man is taken. You can't be daddy yes, ass. You cannot be or, ass man. Sorry. You cannot be daddy ass. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, all, all that being said, season three, episode eight, Crazy Eyes Killer. Original air date, November 3rd, 2002. And if you are looking in TV Guide that night, you are going to see Larry's accused of betraying the confidence of Wanda's rapper boyfriend. Oh, I don't hate it. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. All righty. <laughs> I can't wait until uh, we get to the end to see if it holds up because it's not bad. Um, all right. So we start at... A backyard party barbecue where Cheryl is admiring Wanda's giant new engagement ring. She's there with her parents and her new fiancé, who is the aforementioned rapper. And this this very nice exchange talking about this, you know, new new love and engagement is interrupted by Larry stomping on bubble wrap on the porch. <laughs> and Cheryl you know, excuses herself from the conversation to go stop him. And he says he was doing that because it's fun. That is not the fun way to pop bubble wrap. Let no, me stop him right not. there. <laughs> Fucking psycho. Yeah, that is the psycho way. Oh, let me go curb stomp some bubble wrap. That's fun. That's the way everyone does it, right? Like, no, bubble wrap is fun because you pop it one at a time. And he say, he says, like, oh, it makes a nice popping sound. You can't hear the popping sound where you're stomping on the porch. Like, yeah. No one, no one <laughs> likes bubble wrap because of that. It's like it's very peaceful zen. I can pop one bubble at a time and just just sit here with this and that. But no, Larry, not Larry. Larry has to curb stomp the bubble wrap. Uh, and uh, he tells I like we got a lot of exposition in this first. A lot of spoken, especially exposition. It's like Wanda's engaged. Uh, and here's where Larry, uh, Larry tells Cheryl that Jeff bought a new house in their neighborhood. And he's living with the dog because he's getting allergy shots, so everything's okay. It's like, it's almost like the writers like, all right, we're we're done with this storyline <laughs> of Jeff and Susie and the dog, and can we just um, yeah, write they, it they out just... in one sentence? Yeah, sure. They're like, oh, he's getting an allergy shot, and it's fine. And I'm guessing <laughs> they're never gonna bring it up again. Yeah, we might not even see Oscar ever again. They okay, might not cool. want to pay to see Oscar, you know, cool, cool, pay cool, to cool. have Oscar appear on set. It's like, we're done renting the dog. Uh, tell Hunter thanks, but we're our, our relationship <laughs> is terminated. And uh, yeah, Jeff's getting allergy shots, moved into a new house in the neighborhood. Boom. Lots of plot just happened. <laughs> uh, and Crazy Guy, meanwhile, we learned the rapper's name is uh, uh, the titular Crazy Eyes Killer. And he asked Larry, who's a writer, for some advice in writing this new rap that he has. And it's called I'm Coming For You, I think. And um, the one note that Larry has is he suggests <laughs> subbing bitch for the word motherfucker. And I'm coming after I'm coming for you because a bitch is something, you know, that's what you call somebody you're disrespecting. And Crazy Eyes really likes that suggestion. And so he kind so that kind of earns Larry an N word pass. <laughs> I, apparently because he drops it. Yeah, he does, because, uh, you know, Crazy Eyes calls him my N-word, and Larry says, 
yeah, I am your N-word. <laughs> um, and Crazy Eyes also confesses to Larry that he enjoys cunnilingus, especially with Asian women. The the thing, like, Crazy Eyes, I, I in my notes, I just kept calling him crazy because yeah. uh, my, my speech to text since I updated to iOS 16 has never been worse. So <laughs> I can say something clearly. And you know the Simpsons bit of Jimbo having the, uh, the personal assistant where it says, beat up Martin, and it corrects to eat up Martha? Yes. It, it's, it's essentially that. We have regressed to that we, joke I, from, I, like, 93. Five maybe. Yeah, my my speech to text has regressed. It is so fucking bad. So I just kept calling him crazy, just so I didn't have to like retype everything. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I I, I liked uh crazy just coming up and saying uh this is the way he starts the conversation. You like eating pussy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just in, like they're done with the writing workshop, and then that's the next topic of conversation, <laughs> yeah, and that's how it's yeah. introduced. Like th- th- those are the two things he talks about: writing yeah. lyrics and eating pussy. Yeah, and there's a lot of problematic stuff in this episode. You know, the liberal use of the N word, and also, you know, Crazy Eyes here singling out all Asian women for having the best tasting vaginas. Jesus uh, Christ! Yeah, that's who has a and and so and Larry's like, oh well, you know, you can't do that now, and and Crazy is like, oh no, I I got to do that, and he's like, Wanda's never gonna find out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it, and Wanda's never gonna find out because you're you're not gonna tell her, right? And Larry's like, no, no, I I, I won't tell her. Um, <laughs> so Larry now has to keep the secret because, you know, partly because he's heard this song about what Crazy Eyes will do to somebody who wrongs him. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Says uh, what, what? What does he say? Uh, uh, take my dick out and nut in your eye or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> and and he'll snap your neck with a crackle and a pop. Uh, which Larry appreciates the allusion to Rice Krispies. Um, yeah. Before this scene is over, we get Larry saying the N-word twice, and one of which, at least according to the captions, I didn't necessarily hear it this way, but I'm going to rule as the captions being official, one of them with a hard R. I, I can confirm the hard R was present. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, because, you know, Crazy is like, you- you're not going to tell anybody because you're my N-word, right? And... And Larry's like, no, no, I, I, I am your N word, hard R. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so over at Jeff's new house, uh, he, Je- uh, Larry comes over to pick up some script, and and Susie's like, huh, what do you think? And she's like, come on, I'll give you the tour. And Larry's like, oh no, no, thanks. I, I get it. You know that it's rooms, and and I, I've, you know, I've seen a house. I, I get it. And this pisses Susie off to no end. Oh my and she god! Kicks yeah. Larry out of the house. <laughs> uh, flips like a coin. I thought that yeah. was such a such a good good Susie like bit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my yeah! Like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hilarious. Um, I I'm kind of on Larry's side here. Like I don't need a house tour. You know? Really? Oh, I love a house tour. You love a house tour. Oh, I it love has a to house be, tour. It has to be really amazing. Like. It has to be like a literal mansion. Like if it's just a normal house, it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, I, it's I guess. what you have that I don't have, you know? I don't know. I, I like I like a house tour. Yeah. E- even, even if it's just, you know, someone in, I don't know, fucking middle of nowhere. Yeah. Sarah is, you know, leans more towards your side where she, she'll like demand a house tour from somebody <laughs> maybe who like wasn't prepared to give one. Like, oh, well, the, the party's mostly down here. 
Okay, well, we'll you know, Sarah will well, like we'll get down the there in a minute. I want to see upstairs. <laughs> yeah, no, Sarah I, I will won't do that. I won't do that. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm gonna go upstairs and look around for a little bit. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go in your uh, in your bathroom and shuffle through your medicine cabinet. <laughs> yeah. she wants the full tour every house we go to. So that's that's Sarah. Um, <laughs> so uh, back at home, Cheryl tells Larry, she's like, "Oh boy, he crazy eyes loves the ladies, huh?" and and <laughs> Larry, you know, they're, they're both, there's a little threes company style they're, misunderstanding they like, here. Yeah, they have to like tiptoe with each other for yeah, a second. Because she's like, oh, you know, and he's like, oh, people people know that? He loves the ladies? And Cheryl's like, everybody knows that. He's like, Wanda knows? She's like, yeah, Wanda knows. And it's at that point that they both realize that neither one is talking about it. She's like, what are you talking about? It's like, uh, and Cheryl's like, that he flirts with ladies. And Larry's like, yeah, that's uh, I'm that's what I'm talking about too. That he flirts with ladies, but it's too late. Like Cheryl knows uh, that Larry knows more than he's letting on, and she kind of feels like he never does betray no. Crazy Eyes trust. She just puts the pieces together herself. You know, she puts two and two together. Like, oh my gosh, he's cheating. And Larry's like, yeah. no, no, and he's trying to cover, yeah. but it, it's it too late. Larry's essentially holding his hand over the number four, but you can still see two plus two equals, and yes. Larry and Cheryl's just you know doing the equation. Yeah, Larry, Cheryl has stumbled upon the correct answer, but Larry, you know, is is still trying to because he's worried about the consequences of betraying Crazy Eyes Killa. He's like, I want <laughs> to live the rest of my life without using the handicap spot. Um, he's like, uh, uh, pull out my dick and nut in your eye. That does not sound like a good outcome for me. <laughs> Um, so over at, uh, Jay's J burger, I was able to find some information about this little stand that just said mm. Jay's on it. Uh, a very popular, uh, lunch stand in kind of the East Hollywood neighborhood. I think, uh, it okay. opened in 1956 in LA. God damn. It moved to this location in 1968, like this concrete bunker that was on the corner of Santa Monica Avenue and North Virgil Avenue. And in 2000, this he, so he was on. I guess a lot of restaurants are like this um, in LA. That's what I was able to glean from this article that I saw. That he was on a month-to-month lease. I guess since w- whenever, whenever the old lease expired, and and like some other um, you know management, like land management company bought it, mm-hmm. uh, they started him on a month-to-month lease. And so in 2000, they raised his rent from two thousand dollars a month to five thousand dollars a month, Holy like immediately. Shit. Yeah. And so it would have forced them to close, but some fans stepped in and they bought the stand and they were able to run it for another five years, I guess, with this guy, Jay, still in charge. Mm -hmm. But then Jay's daughter tried to move the shack and that led to a dispute that ended up closing Jay's Jay Burger for good in 2005. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And there was this weird stipulation in the lease where it's like, if Jay doesn't have the stand anymore, the stand has to be raised completely, just like just torn down to the cement pad Jesus. underneath it. Yeah, I know, which I thought was <laughs> weird. Um, and the so the landowner never wanted to do that because it was sort of grandfathered into where it was. And if you tore it down, you couldn't build anything else where it was. It was like, it's either this concrete... Uh, bunker or it's nothing 
because of the widening, I guess, of Santa Monica Boulevard or something like that. It was just too close to the easement, but it had been grandfathered in. And so it's apparently still there, though. Whatever dispute happened, they didn't end up raising it after Jay's Jayburger left because now it is it was like a taco stand for a long time that also people really loved. And then it became barbecue and rice, Korean barbecue bowl. And the last time Google Maps drove by, it was still barbecue and rice. Hmm. So there you go. Yeah, a little uh, history on Jay's J-Burger. Very big on their uh, chili recipe. They had a chef named Tommy that made this famous chili. And then, again, an, a weird weird dispute happened where Tommy like wanted a cut of the restaurant and Jay wouldn't give it to him, but he kept the chili recipe and Tommy left. Um, but Tommy's chili was still served on Jay's J-Burger uh, up until its closing, <laughs> as far as I know. It's, it's an interesting history. Uh, but Larry is having lunch with Jeff there. And they're doing some Scorsese reshoots, and Larry needs to bring a jacket that he was wearing in one of the shots. And Jeff also admonishes him for not taking the house tour. (laughs) He should have just taken the house tour. Larry says that he feels very queer taking a house tour. Yeah, did he mean homosexual? Did he mean strange? I... I don't know. I want to lean towards out of place, but I mean, house tour, interior decorating, you know, the the gay joke I almost feel, writes itself. I feel like Larry meant homosexual. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Because I like that word as a, um, as a word meaning strange. Like, I feel queer. I feel, you know, um, I, I, I think I'll still use it like that occasionally uh, to, just to mean odd. I probably shouldn't, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's reclaiming it in a way, you know? But but maybe it could lead to um, uh, misunderstandings like this where people think I'm a homophobe or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because you're probably right. Like, the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, no, he, f- he just feels odd and out of place. Like, no, he feels like looking at, at housewares is gay. I, I think it's probably accurate. So we have N-word and a gay slur in this episode. All right. Ooh, not even uh, not even touching on the the uh, the uh, Asian stuff. Yes, and then and then yeah, same. because again, uh, and this was from back in Seinfeld days. He Jerry was attracted to Asian women. I wonder if this is where I wonder if that was a Larry line because remember, Elaine's like, isn't that racist? He was like, if I like them, how is it racist? And I remember us talking about like. You can be prejudiced in a good way. Like you can, there can be positive stereotypes <laughs> that doesn't make them not stereotypes, and yeah, it doesn't yeah. make it a good practice. You know, like Asians are beautiful and good at math. Like, well, you, like You're you hear like, how, Ugh. yeah, you hear how that's wrong, right? Um, so yeah, I, I wonder if that was a, a Larry. Like, let's put something in about Asian chicks and how they're hot. Um, but so back at home. Cheryl threw away what she considered this ugly jacket that Larry now needs for this Scorsese movie because wardrobe is like, you have to bring that jacket in. And uh, Cheryl remembers that the tag said Mitchell's. So, you know, it probably came from Mitchell's on Melrose. Over at Mitchell's, which is the name of a high-end clothing store. Uh, It started on the East Coast, like in Connecticut, and then slowly made its way. And it looks like high-end stuff but i don't think it's the same store because they have a place in palo alto and san francisco but no southern california stores and i couldn't find any indication that there ever was one at this building which is at 7350 melrose as far as i can tell so they did go to a store on melrose and like when i looked it up on google maps i was like well that's it's that same kind of entry on a corner building 
that was there, but I don't think it was ever a store called Mitchell's. I could be wrong, but it is now Love Baked Wings, which sounds good. I would eat it mm-hmm. at Loved Baked Wings if I was there. Uh, but Larry goes in there to get the jacket, and he finds it. It's the last one, and he's buying it from a Sklar. Yeah, I don't know which one. <laughs> I'll, it's, a, I'll... It's, it's one half of the Sklar brothers. <laughs> We were just talking a couple episodes ago about how weird it is to see one Sklar in the wild because they yeah. do so much together. <laughs> I think it was because like he was in uh, one of the Sklars was in the, a movie with Laura Silverman, like her first that one that like Sarah wrote with her with that guy. Um, and I was like, so I think it was like Randy Sklar is in it, and I was like, it's weird not to see another Sklar credited, but I know <laughs> which Sklar this is, so I'll tell you at the end because I watched the credits. Okay, um, yeah. But they have a fight over, you know, he's like, oh, great. You know, you can buy this blazer and take a look around. And Larry picks up a sweater and he's like, oh, it's it's an extra large. It's too big. And he starts folding it. And then the salesman kind of like fights with him. He's like, oh, you know, don't don't worry about that. I'll fold it. And Larry's like, no, I can fold it. He's like, well, actually, that, like there's a special way we have to do it. And it ends up starting this huge argument. And Larry ends up getting kicked out of the store. And he the guy won't even sell him the jacket. He's not even going to sell it to anyone. Because he doesn't want Larry to send any friends in to try to buy the jacket. So the jacket's <laughs> not even for sale anymore, and and Larry is out of luck. Uh, I did like, I, I thought the Sklar held his own with Larry very well. Like, the improv in this scene is very good. I liked the back and forth and the argument. Um, I thought it was really well done. And, you know, it's like because Larry's like, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to help you out. And they just had such a great back and forth. It almost seemed written. I wonder how much of it was because... He's like, has anyone folded? He's like, no one comes in here and folded anything. And Larry's like, yeah, exactly, because I, I'm the only one nice enough to do it. Uh, and then at the end when he's like, I'm trying to help you. He's like, help me by creating more work for me. Well, thanks a lot. I, I really like that. <laughs> there was some good back and forth in this, in this scene. Uh, but Larry's out of luck with the jacket. So back at home, Cheryl leaves a note that she went out for drinks with Wanda. And we cut to a nightmare scenario in Larry's head where a drunk Cheryl is spilling the beans to Wanda and making sure that <laughs> Wanda is like, wait, are you going to tell him that Larry told you? She's like, you're goddamn right. I'm going to tell him Larry told me. <laughs> so <laughs> Larry, I this was a pretty funny sequence too. There's a lot of old white guy says young African-American slang word humor in this, which doesn't always, like a lot of it was kind of, cringe and out of date it's like you know old white it's like jay leno humor it's like mm-hmm. when jay leno used to do like ebonics humor it's like all right Ugh. we know we know that rap sounds funny when you enunciate every word and whatever you know but i liked when he's trying to find crazy eyes killer on 411 like which by the way also out <laughs> I, of date calling 411 yeah, <laughs> i had absolutely no idea who he was calling <laughs> Should have absolutely <laughs> none. I thought it was like, is he calling nine one one for something? Yeah, yeah. Is he is he calling the cops to protect him? I had <laughs> no clue. That's hilarious. That like that needs set up now. That oh, there used to be a number called four one one where you could call and get information and look up numbers like an audio phone book kind of thing, and you could talk to a operator. And that's, not, that's not so only hilarious. That, but you could get like someone's actual address. That's fucking creepy now. If, I mean, because the address is in the phone book, you know, if you look up somebody in the phone book, the address is normally there. Um, maybe just to confirm that, like, the J. Smith that you're looking for or whatever is the J. Smith. Like, oh, yeah, they they live on, on Main Street or whatever. I but, guess, yeah, I mean, address but, and phone number are in phone books. So it's the same with, with 411. Yeah. But at, at the most, they'd, like, give you a number. But you could get whatever info they have. It was information. It was the number for information. 
Yeah, but it's so funny that you were like <laughs> kind of clueless about it, um, and it needs explaining now because he's like, uh, you know, try it with a Z, E Y E Z eyes. He's like maybe kill a, an H at the end, A H. But there's there's no help whatsoever. But if, as if a rapper would like change his legal name to his rap name, you know, it's like even even Ludacris is probably Chris Bridges <laughs> if he was still in the phone book. You know, um, I would love that if if Ludacris was still in the phone book. <laughs> God. <laughs> So Larry ends up uh, somehow. How did he find? Oh, I guess he knew where Crazy Eyes Killer's house was. So he was trying to call him, but he knew where the house was. Maybe because that was his. Oh, how did he get okay. the address? Well, wait a minute. Uh, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe he didn't have his phone number, but he did have his address. And he would have rather yeah. called, but he went to the house as a last resort. Yeah. So that must be, he. Just, it was just an emergency. He was like, well, I, I can't get him ASAP on the phone, so I'll do the next best thing and just rush yeah. over there. I, but Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But the interior of Crazy Eye's house doesn't look like that suburban backyard where they were having the party, you know? <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the only disconnect in my mind, but I guess we're just not supposed to, it, it just doesn't match. It's like, yeah, you know, I wanted like baller on the inside and Pleasant Valley Sunday on the outside. What's wrong with that? It's my house. <laughs> uh, so Larry arrives at uh, Crazy Eyes Killa's house uh, to find out where Cheryl and Wanda went, and he tells him, uh, but then Crazy Eyes offers him a tour of the house, and Larry knows what an insult it is, and he doesn't want to upset this guy anymore, <laughs> so he must accept the tour of the house. <laughs> Which Crazy Eyes is very mundane in his tour. I like I, I like that. Part. I loved his tour. He's like, in here we got rooms and we got yeah. we got the living room. This is the dining room. Uh, dining, floors made a, made a made a made a floor shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he takes him into a room where Larry sees the jacket that he needs for the Scorsese movie that he will is oh. never going to be able to buy. Yeah. Oh, we can't just skip over what he calls the name of the You're room, right. Tim. You're he, right. he walks in. He's like, and this is the Oriental room. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> I mean, four strikes and you're out. Curb is canceled. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Crazy. Um, but yeah, so in the, in the Oriental room, <laughs> Larry sees the jacket in the closet and Crazy Eyes just gives it to him. And Larry... Yeah. Larry flips it around. He's like, are you my Caucasian? You're my Caucasian. I uh, I thought this was hilarious. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that, it was funny. Like, that was that was a new take on, you know, old white guy trying to be hip uh, yeah. with an African-American. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I did like that. Are you my Caucasian? <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> over at Tea Bags, which is the bar... <laughs> I guess it was made before online gaming was really big. Because it was I, made before Halo, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think this bar must predate Halo because there's no way you would call yourself teabags now and expect anything. Yeah, so and, and I, anything other than just scorn and, yeah, and laughter. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Um, but Wanda is there with Cheryl and Chet's wife as well. And Wanda is sure that Crazy Eyes is cheating. But Cheryl motions to Larry that she didn't mention anything. It's just, again, yeah, I, Wanda has I, jumped I, to her own conclusion. Yeah, I really like Cheryl like just very softly motioning to Larry. I, I forget exactly what she does, but she gives off the uh, I didn't tell her anything message. Yeah, yeah, she just kind of shakes her head kind of quickly like, no, no, wasn't me. Because Larry looked at her immediately accusatory. And she's like, no, no, I didn't say anything. But it's like... Just like Cheryl was able to, it doesn't take much to jump to Crazy Eyes is cheating on me. Uh, so Wanda is sure this is happening. 
And Larry is like, all right, well, what, what are you going to say to him? And she's like, I'm going to go, you know, uh, <laughs> yell at him for, for cheating. He's like, how are you going to say that you heard? I'm going to say, somebody told me. And he's like, no, no, you have to be specific. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just go in there because then he might accuse the wrong person of betraying him. And she's like, what do you mean the wrong? He's the wrong person for cheating on me. Uh, and he's like, you're not thinking about the consequences for anybody else that might be. You have to tell him specifically, so-and-so told me, my friend so-and-so. Um, but. Uh, you know they she she doesn't seem too uh, um insistent on getting all of the details right about how she knows uh cheryl asks larry if he wants to dance because it is a slow song we never get to dance but then larry sees um the chet's wife you know kind barbara, of barbara i think her name is yeah that sounds right uh he sees her look kind of uh you know upset and forlorn and so he he denies cheryl a dance and Wanda is, is storming out now. I like this little button on the scene to where they're like, Cheryl's like, Larry, walk, walk her out. He's like, what, what am I going to do? Am I a deterrent? And she's like, it's a bad neighborhood. Go. He's like, so what is, what should I do? <laughs> what should I do? It's a bad neighborhood. What is that? <laughs> I like that. I wouldn't do anything. Uh, back at home, Larry said he didn't dance with Cheryl because he didn't want to upset the widow. And Cheryl asks what Larry said to Crazy Eyes Killa about oral sex, as she puts it. And <laughs> Larry feels betrayed because what Larry said is that, you know, it's it's a whole to do. He's too lazy to put in the work and, and his neck always hurts afterwards, too. So but Larry feels betrayed because he thought he was telling Crazy Eyes something in confidence. Uh, and then Crazy Eyes brought him into his circle of trust. And, and why doesn't that go both ways? But there's a knock on the door before they can really get into it, and it's Crazy Eyes Killa. And Larry runs upstairs, but as Crazy Eyes enters, en- enters <laughs> as oh, Crazy God. Eyes, I know, I'm, I'm dropping the R on everything. <laughs> uh, as Crazy Eyes enters, he hears Larry stepping all over the bubble wrap that was on the floor <laughs> that Cheryl stepped on earlier. Like, no one picked up the bubble wrap from, from six hours ago? Yeah. And not only is Crazy Eyes upset, but he demands the jacket back. And so now there's no jacket for tomorrow's reshoots for the Scorsese movie. This, I liked when Larry said this, he's like, he's like, well, now I don't have a jacket tomorrow for the reshoots. He's like, Oh, my, my neck's feeling better. My neck feels pretty good. That's what he says. My neck's feeling pretty good. (laughs) My my, my neck, my neck's feeling a a little okay. And Cheryl just gives him the look. I love that as a initiation line. Like if (laughs) I had that ammo in my back pocket, I'd be saying it, constantly like ah oh, my neck feels great <laughs> uh and so yeah and and cheryl was like man if if those weren't fuck me eyes like my god yeah like, cheryl cheryl was rearing to go like bravo to cheryl hines for a being a great drunk actress because you can yes. oversell that there's a fine line between like acting drunk and and acting like you are drunk, you know, and, and she nailed that middle ground of just slightly slurring, not going over, not making a meal out of it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like she seemed like a drunk person, not like someone acting like a drunk person. Uh, so bravo. So post oral session, uh, Larry begins <laughs> hacking on a pubic hair. I mean, like a cat Jeez. sounding like a cat hacking up a hairball. Uh, essentially, I guess. You know, you could say kind of the same thing, but yeah, he's he's hacking on a pubic hair that's like caught in his throat. So, uh, cut to the film set where 
you know, Larry says to Martin Scorsese that, you know, he, he doesn't have the jacket. Um, his wife threw it out. And Wardrobe's like, no problem. Here's the backup. I have backup for all my wardrobe. And so Larry, who had gone through all this consternation <laughs> trying to find a jacket when the whole time this woman was like, yeah, I have, you know, making it seem like it was life and death that he had this jacket when, in fact, but, she had a backup the whole time. Yeah. And I loved her reasoning because Larry's like, well, why why did you make me bring it back? And she just says, because it's wardrobe. You had my stuff. I needed it back. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, obviously, gonna... obviously that makes total sense. Yes. But in, in the context of Larry's thoughts, <laughs> it's the biggest pain in the ass. Yeah, it's the only jacket in existence. It's the last one, and nobody can get it, and uh, and the the movie's ruined without it because we need it for this scene or whatever. But I am on the wardrobe side because we have more information about Larry, and maybe she knew the same thing. Like, if she had told Larry, hey, find that jacket if you can, but I do have a backup, Larry would have lifted not one finger to track that jacket down. Absolutely not. And now <laughs> she doesn't have a backup. For this jacket. So, you know, I can understand her wanting the A-team jacket back. You know, the first round, the, the the first pick jacket, whatever you want to call it. Like, the one they were using. Like, we need two jackets because we need a backup. And it's for this <laughs> reason. And now we don't have a backup. So they're filming the scene. And Martin, lo- Martin Scorsese loves it. Marty's sitting there with a smile on his face, loving Larry's performance. But Larry stops in the middle and starts hacking on the pubic hair again as frolic kicks in and that's the end of the episode all right uh do we uh what do we got for homework this week i i didn't write down any homework because i sat and watched the credits and i found out it was jason sklar Uh. that played the salesman yes so now we have what is his brother's name i thought it was randy right oh yeah yeah you're randy sklar yeah that Um, sounds right yeah so i stuck around and you know not even he didn't even get it was in it was lumped in with all the other credits. You know, it's like Jeff Garland as Jeff Green, you know, the big credits that, that happened. And you even yeah. get I think um, it was even like Chris, whatever his name is, as Crazy Eyes Killer. So he got a a big credit. But Jason Sklar was salesman, I think, at the bottom of the the tiny credits that, <laughs> that flash on the screen. Oh my so, God. yeah, I was kind of bummed for him. I'm like, come on, that's a Sklar. People knew the Sklars at this point, right? <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, yeah, so I don't think we have. Uh, I don't think we have any homework. I didn't write anything right. down. Yeah. What do you like for cover art this week? Good question. HBO thinks the best part of this episode was Larry reading the newspaper, which I don't even remember happening. Yeah, I don't. I... I don't either. Maybe, maybe Crazy Eyes taking his glasses off and showing off his uh, yeah damn, crazy eyes. <laughs> I like when. Yeah, you mean in the beginning when he's like, and then in the video I'm going to do this, and he like stares at Larry yeah. with, yeah, that would be great. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. I- I'm fine with that. All right, uh, let's see what we can do about this week's description. All right. So we had Larry is accused of betraying the confidence of Wanda's rapper boyfriend. I think the I only actually... thing that changes, fiance, added uh, put fiance yeah. in there. Yeah, because that's the first shot is uh, yeah. coming in on on Wanda's ring. Yeah. So uh, and, rapper, and honestly, rapper fiance. Yeah. It, and it sounds like one of ours. It sounds like a way we would synopsize, <laughs> like is accused of betraying the confidence of one. It gets so much in there and maybe just, maybe just not a lot went on in this episode because the only other thing, the only other plot point really is the jacket. And we really don't need that in there because it's just, it's all lumped in with the consequences of betraying 
the confidence. So uh, it's it's perfect. Can mm-hmm. no notes. All right. Yeah. Um, Tim, did you like this episode? You know, like questionable language aside which by the way this has to be one of the most profane episodes like as far as amount I think of it, it's definitely got to be like the most profane the the most modern day problematic episode i think yeah yeah because you know you could make an argument for this being you know uh, for them using the n-word in a way that is not like it's not like larry was actually calling anybody you know using it as a slur you know, like a rapper called him that he repeats it to the rapper who seems okay with it. You know, it's like, it's like the way they say it in a Tarantino movie, you know, it's like, it's like you couldn't make Django Unchained without using that word. And you, you can't make this episode without using that word. It's just like, it's just a part. So it's not like Larry was saying, boy, you know what I, you know what I call black people? <laughs> you Jesus know what I mean? Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just out, out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, just apropos. Just one of those conversations we come in on. Hey, Cheryl, you know what, you know what I think a good name for black people is? <laughs> Jesus no, Larry, Christ. no. <laughs> no. Um, so, I mean, that did not detract from the episode to me, but I would still call this episode average. It, it, mm-hmm. It was it was good. I got I got a lot of good laughs out of it. And I think there were some good there were some good buttons on scenes, but um, but you know it wasn't laugh out loud hilarious and, and certainly not uh, star worthy. What about you? Gotcha. I uh, I know we've talked about this uh, uh, many other times. I had a lot more enjoyment out of talking about the episode than I did mm-hmm. watching the episode. So yeah. I, I I think I that's just kind of a, a good uh measure of my yeah. enjoyment of the episode so i i can't even give it a star low at this point yeah uh not for any like oh i absolutely hated this episode it's just my other star lows of the season and i've got two of them i if if this replaced either of those in my top three of the season then i think i would be incorrect yeah yeah this this to me was just a nice baseline episode. It was just a great average episode. Everything, uh, you know, comes around full circle, which I always like. And and there are some good laughs in it, but you know, it it was just average. Which is you know, as far as Curb goes, that's above the average of lots of other shows. Yeah. So it's not necessarily yeah. knocking it Be- at all. Yeah, being average is not a a bad thing when you're yeah. when you're talking about a show like this. Exactly. So I, I did have an idea for a new segment since I feel like this is going to continue. Tim, <laughs> the running total of oh N-Words by Larry. We get three in this episode, including <laughs> three totaled, including one of which is the hard R. So we'll just, uh, we'll just keep that running tally going from, from here on out. I would have guessed more. I would have taken the over on that if you had told me three or whatever yeah because... we, we get uh we get two in the opening scene and one yeah. whatever they are in <clears throat> the oriental room <laughs> right oh yeah well i guess i guess what is you know what overtook it is like crazy eyes uses it of course way I'm, his count it must be in the 20s at least uh, because he <laughs> uses it a ton so maybe that maybe i was getting muddled and he uses it in a ton when larry is in the room so that's probably where my mind was getting muddled you know referring to larry that way but yeah Three. All right, three. We'll see if we get more. I, I honestly don't remember how long Crazy Eyes sticks around. Maybe this is it. Maybe Wanda calls it off and we never see him again. I honestly oh, don't maybe, remember. Maybe. But but I do know that, you know, as other characters are introduced, 
this word might pop back up again. So we'll, yeah, we'll see. I, I just I just get the feeling that because Larry David appears to be the, the person who's like, no, the, the, the social norm is that I can't say it. So I'm going to make an episode where yeah. I can only say that that word. I'm like, yes. do you need to, though? Do you need yeah. to? And I want to know who actually gave Larry his N-word pass. Because, you know, the joke is that, like, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino has one from Samuel L. Jackson or whatever. And so I want to know, you know, who vouched for Larry to give to give him this Jesus pass. Christ. Or is he just so old and, and out of, you know, like, pop culture, like, young pop culture that nobody pays it any mind? I don't know. Absolutely <sighs> no idea. <laughs> All right, so next week we have got Season 3, Episode 9, Mary, Joseph, and Larry. Original air date, November 10th, 2002. And if you are looking in TV Guide that night, you are going to see Larry proves to be an incompetent Christmas tipper and a lousy liar. Okay, the first part actually lets you know what the show's Like, that's good synopsis. But lousy liar is very much everyone hates Larry territory. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm venturing to say even right now that we'll be able to make this better. But I and, and I think <laughs> I remember a little bit about this episode, but but we'll see. But we're getting a Christmas episode. How about that? Let's not bury the lead. Yeah. Christmas episode in uh November. <laughs> early November. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, reruns. I I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. So looking forward to that. And as I recall, we might get the introduction of of a legendary curb your enthusiasm character in this next episode Ooh, if, if memory okay. serves so i'll i'll have to wait and see if i'm right right about that memory but uh, okay is that it yeah i think that is it all right for no hugging no learning i'm tim murphy i'm ted hollowell be good be good